It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. I start looking around. I'm like, who wants some of this? I would think you would have a little bit more self-awareness. Yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> Although that might have just ended any and all chances just, of that I just killed happened. it. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show, but that's debatable. What? Like, you just deserve to not have penalties called against you because you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Well, while Dan Cooper looks at Rico Dowdle's appendage. Daddy! Oh, look at that! Look at this, look at that! What did you say Candace Bergeron looked like? Robocop. <laughs> she looked like Peter Weller in the suit. We just want to have fun. Real talk. Don't ever call my bits little again. <laughs> I've never tasted a peacock. My wife's a, a horse person. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. How young is too young to have your prostate checked? All right, give me the call letters again. Uh, KTSB, the Blitz 1170. KTSB at the plate and whammy! The Blitz 1170, you betcha. Tulsa, happy Thursday. It is another edition of the show here on the Blitz 1170. And as always, we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. If you haven't done so already... Search the Blitz 1170 inside the app store of your mobile device and enjoy live, crystal clear, I don't know, entertainment some days, some days, maybe not. We'll let you decide that. I am Colby Daniels, along with the 2023 Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year, Jeremy Poplin, Scott File alongside in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio, gentlemen, we've almost reached the end of another week. What is happening on this once again, sunshiny Thursday. Did everyone survive the great cell phone outage of 2024 this morning? I never lost mine. You didn't? No, and really? I have AT&T. Okay. What about you, dude? No troubles here, my friend. No troubles here. I woke up this morning and thought, well, that's weird. Wi-Fi is connected, but it says SOS on the phone. And, uh Yeah. It was, you know what? I'm not going to lie. There's a little part of me, a little part that had wondered, could this be a good thing if this extends for multiple days that you don't feel like that you're just attached to that thing by a chain? And on the way to work, it was, uh, yeah, not that I, you know, like attached to it the entire time, but it's just like, all right, it's kind of a free feeling. Like, well, the phone doesn't work anyway, so what what difference does it make? And then you get that feeling right back because the Wi-Fi was working in the building. But, yeah, they had a significant problem and still no real word on what caused this across the country. But there were a ton of people here in this building uh, that I talked to that said, yeah, mine still says SOS. I did not get uh, cell signal back until about 10 afternoon is when I finally got the uh, the bars back on the old phone. So they ruled out the solar flare being the issue? I read something briefly on that, but I didn't <laughs> see if that ultimately was what the, the cause was or not. Okay. I, 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 
I gathered enough information to, I think, put puzzle pieces together that essentially says some people thought that's what it might be, and then maybe okay. it was ruled out. So, all right. Look, that is uh, that is the type of stuff that goes way above my head. I'm I'm just yeah sports dumbass over here. So. I'm with you as well. It, I, it did seem to affect iPhone users more than Android users. And some people on AT&T and others, like you said, Scott, you have AT&T and didn't bother you one bit. Yeah, I didn't even know. Not not one bit. But, yeah, it was AT&T. It was Verizon. It was virtually everyone. Because if, if it's not those, they own some other subsidiary, like T-Mobile and other stuff. I mean, they all buy each other up anyway. It'll be one giant monopoly before it's all said and done. Cricket was having problems. U.S. Cellular was having right. problems. and And everyone was like... Well, you know, they only say it's 74,000 people. No, that's what 74,000 for AT&T are the only ones that called in. Those are the only people. They, they log how many people call in to complain. It was far more than that because it was in metroplexes like San Francisco and Atlanta and Nashville. Everywhere was dealing with this. So if you see, well, it's just 74,000 people. No, it was a whole hell of a lot more than that. Yeah, my Twitter timeline this morning, was, that's all it was when I first checked. Just people talking about not having any cell service. And I thought, lucky you. Yes, right? exactly. Like, e- exactly. You get a small break. It does give us an idea, though. Not by choice. That when something does go wrong, anyone that thinks that we have the ability to handle ourselves... Today's a prime example of we do not. It was just simply cell phone service that went down, and uh, people just didn't know what to do with themselves. Now, multiply that times a billion when power goes out or you don't have any running <laughs> water. Like When it hits the fan, uh, we're, all, we're all doomed because we're too reliant upon things that we take for granted every single day. Yeah. I noticed that, and, and my son is the same way with his video games as, as I am when I don't have any cell service or something like that, but there's like an hour period when you lose it where you just kind of feel like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, like, almost like you keep hitting I'm, I'm refresh. Like, how, how, yeah, like how am I going to entertain myself? Same way that you use keep of this. flipping the light on in the bathroom yeah. when you're out of power. Yeah. You're like, ah, you dummy. I gotta go and in then here after to about an leak. hour... You just swallow it, right? You move on, and the next thing you know, you're entertaining yourself, and you're like, this is great. But at least we have a background to where that wasn't a thing. There are people that that's this is all they've ever known. They've had this in their hand, in some cases, since they were six or seven years old. Their earliest memories are playing on one of these. I'm pointing to a phone, by the way, nothing else here in studio. <laughs> Even though it is National Margarita Day, hashtag just saying. Um, but we have some reference at least to where we lived, I don't want to say a significant portion, but a, a, a rather lengthy portion of our lives in growing up where we weren't automatically just addicted to this thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty addicted. I'll admit. Oh, I am too. Like I said, it it takes me a while to, I I think, adjust when I lose the ability to use my cell phone for something. That's my wife. That's the first thing. And then she I find it me. incredibly pleasurable when I when I lose the ability and I I start 
doing other things, right? I was almost angry when I walked in the building and Wi-Fi turned back on where it allowed me to get text messages. I was like, God damn, if it's going to be out, I wish it'd be, really be out. So I don't have to worry about any of this. So when we went on vacation, I guess it was December of 2022, we left the country. We had paid Verizon like a, a, a it's a certain like fee to give you out of the country service, right? A billion dollars. <laughs> it's, it's very expensive. Yeah. And so we had paid that fee. So we had cell service, you know, in case like something happened back home and we had the ability to to talk to people, well, like a day and a half in, we still don't have really, I mean, the service was so terrible that it's like, why are we even paying for this? It was such a hassle <laughs> to even find a spot where it worked yeah. that we called and canceled it, right? Like, no, we're good. We'll, we'll just spend the next five days without it. Man, that was five days of just bliss. Uh, no cell service, the inability to talk to anybody, receive text messages. That sounds like a dream. It's fantastic. I, I really want that feeling again. I do. I do. I don't know when that'll happen or so, when my yeah. next opportunity will be for that to happen, <laughs> but uh, we shall see. I, I, all, I think about those days frequently. You you mentioned you mentioned little vacation. So um, over the weekend, this is one of those moments where I was informed of something that we were doing. You ever have those moments? You're just like, oh, we're doing this? I'm like, oh, oh well, yeah. all right. So something was on. This was like Sunday morning. And I, I honestly think that my daughter has burned through everything that has been uploaded to either Netflix or, or Disney. Now, as funny as that sounds, there's, that's clearly not possible. But I, we actively seek out things that she hasn't seen, maybe. And she was watching something on the subject of pandas. There's some panda show that's on Disney. Uh, it's incredibly depressing at the end because basically they're stealing a panda from its mother out of the wild and going to take it to a zoo. And I'm like, geez, little kids are crying, running off into the woods. Dogs are like chasing these pandas. I'm like, can we watch something that doesn't make me want to just walk outside and lay down in the middle of the street, please? This is for kids. And my wife this is, is like when Littlefoot's mom died in Land Before Time. Oh, my gosh, dude. It is nuts. Absolutely nuts. So my wife is a um, panda freak. She loves pandas. Loves, loves, loves pandas. She would be the type that, um, I don't know, I could tell her, I'd be like, hey, you know, we have three minutes to live. This asteroid's going to hit, but you should really check out this panda video and she would absolutely stop down with everything and watch said panda video right before the, the big <laughs> rock amazing. Hit. Yeah, she's she's just squirrel to her is panda and she was commenting on how cute they were and i just happened to shoot my big mouth off just had to get this little jab in this little tidbit of information in which was well you know because i had just read this story like a month earlier you know that china has decided to take back all of the contract pandas that they have in the United States. She's like, what? I go, yeah, every panda that was in a zoo in this country was on loan from China, and they have just recalled every single last contract. There's no more there's the pandas. There, there, there are no more. And she goes, that can't be. I said, yes, yes, it's happening. The San Diego Zoo panda is gone. DC pandas gone November. 
Of all places, the Memphis Zoo had pandas, which is wild for me to think about, considering how many times I've been to Memphis. Maybe those are some pandas you don't want to mess with. But Memphis pandas, gone. There's only one zoo in the country left that has pandas, and they could be gone at any moment. And that is Atlanta, gentlemen. So upon hearing this information, I was then told, Oh, well, we're taking days and we're driving to Atlanta to go to the zoo to see pandas. So we have a day, we have two days in March where we are renting a car and we are driving straight through to Atlanta to go to zoo to look at pandas. No way. Yes. Yeah. That is that a, sounds that's a that's an early what happens if they god get, awful that's an early season vacation. Well, we'll deal sounds... we'll deal with that when we get there, Scott. Pop, you got to store this one away and cash in on it with something big in the future. Do you know how long that drive is, by the way? I I can't imagine. It's twelve hours. It's a twelve hour oh, drive. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's a twelve hour drive. I would have guessed longer. No, it's twelve. You basically uh, go to go to Memphis and hook a right. It kind of goes southeast, and boom. Next thing you know, you're in Atlanta. Through lovely burgs of Birmingham and everywhere else. So, wow. Yeah. Good to times. To go to a zoo. Good, time. Good times. Yeah, that you have to make reservations. You can't just show up at the Atlanta Zoo. I have also found this out. Really? You can't just show up. you got to pick the exact day and time that you're going to show up. So that means it's really busy. <laughs> Is the so. zoo the most overrated thing you can do with a child? I think it depends on the zoo. Like, I went to the San Diego Zoo when I was a kid, and that was pretty badass. And I don't want to offend anyone here in Tulsa, so I will uh, keep my mouth shut. (laughs) So I'll offend the one in Oklahoma City. It stinks. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I've never been to the Tulsa Zoo, so I can't speak on that. Uh, The one in Oklahoma City, you just walk for hours and don't see much of anything. I did get super excited because I'm going to go on a, uh, on a, uh, this is how my brain works. Like I can, for, for $10 or $8, I can add a, uh, extra event onto my zoo ticket that allows me to put on a VR headset and walk around this room and pretend like I'm in the rainforest of the Congo and get to hang out with silverback gorillas. So the first thing I thought of, obviously, was I'm going to walk around this room and go, Amy, good gorilla, Amy, from the great movie Absolutely. Congo, like the entire time that I'm in there. <laughs> can, can, like, Ernie Hudson show up? God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, that's still one of my... Oh, that'll be, that'll be a fun... Still, is, that, is that a weekend trip? Still one of my fondest memories where Ernie Hudson is they're basically to talk about ghostbusters at the tulsa comic-con and your boy here not only wants a photo with him but all i want to talk about is the movie congo and the cowboy congo, way absolutely yeah so we talked for 15 minutes about the congo and the cowboy way with ernie hudson <laughs> <laughs> i got the polaroid to prove it <laughs> uh, what was the name of the place the city of zen or something like that the city of zinge zinge there yeah. you go there you go I need to rewatch that. It's been a while. Hector Hamelga was the <laughs> weirdo. That's that was... right. <laughs> that is right. Yes. That is right. Well, uh, you were without cell service, and I might as well have been without cell service because my son is homesick from school today. 
had to take a, a trip to the doctor. Ah. Daycare has closed this week because there was a family emergency. Oh, no. And the juggling act of of the kiddos has worn me out. Like, I could fall asleep right now. Guess what? Spring break's right around the corner. <laughs> Speaking of SOS, I'm sending one out. Help. Help, Help please. Help. Somebody assist me. Help, please. <laughs> Did you know that we are less than just a few days away from daylight savings time again already? It's on March, March 9th. Oh, wow. March 9th, and we are rocking and rolling. So we get to the good the good time of the year. Yes. Yeah. Even though we, you know as well as I do that we're all in store for one of those awful cold days, it's, it's going to happen. This weather is sucking us in right now. It's just too awesome just outside. Just to punch us right in the face. It's right? way too awesome outside. In February. Ah, uh, yeah. Multiple days of it, not just one. Like, we don't just get the, the one day and then the next day it goes back to normal. Like, this is too many in a row. And it's going to be this way, right? Through virtually the entire weekend? A little windy, yeah, but, so. but still pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, next weekend they're talking about maybe some storms, but yeah. Can they week. just play Bedlam outdoors? Can they build a court just right in the middle of BPS? Oh, it's under construction, right? So, no, never mind. Forget that. Well, they should have all the equipment standing room there, only, right? Hey, why don't they do more of things like that? Not just Oklahoma State. I'm just, I just mean schools that take opportunities like that. I mean, battle should be damned. Like, take take a book out of what Nebraska did with the volleyball. Like, let's build a court outside and put it in the stadium. And how cool would it have been to have one of the final Bedlam basketball games? And I know, hey, you're running a risk with the weather. I completely get it. But maybe a contingency plan. If weather's bad, we'll just move it back in here and we'll refund some of the money. I don't know. Like some marketing person right now is like, you dummy. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Still, though, <laughs> I think it'd be pretty sweet to be able to play the last Bedlam game outside. Like a Rucker Park type situation? Yeah, how great would that be? Yeah, I'm in. I mean, clearly at Boone right now, you'd have to take those some lawn chairs to set up after that one side. You know, it's John giving us all the construction updates on his weekly right. appearances. I mean, if we can take him at his word, right? I, who knows how well he was seeing at that point, given that he had a needle jabbed in his eyeball on Monday. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> not just once, a couple of times. Some, not, it was a big win last night, though. Not quite sure that I'm over yet. It was a big win, and I, I sent out the tweet last night. I'm here to tell you, Saturday just got pretty damn interesting. That's right. And it's mainly interesting from an Oklahoma standpoint. Because if the natives are restless, restless over how that team has performed, and then they go in and get beat at GIA, man, Porter might need a few more cotton balls to insert in the ears. Yep. Because that, that, they are playing clearly the best basketball that they've played, but it seems like they have a little bit of identity and purpose. I wish much, you nearly got them in Norman. Much I mean, more now, now than what they have. Basketball? Yes. Yeah. And how about yeah. the way they did it last night, making free throws in the second half? That's right. Yeah, where did that and come from? And completely outplaying the opponent in the final five minutes, right? Like, Did Mike Boynton just happen to – What a – 
Phillips stumble across a a lamp last night and he was like, Oh, what the hell? And he rubbed it and a genie popped out. I was like, you know what one of my wishes is to hit free throws here? I was amused last night at the amount of arguing between Oklahoma State fans where there were some fans throwing out like Mike Mike Moyton's numbers like post Valentine's Day or, you know, late in the season. And then there were other fans that are like, yeah, that's that's great. Too bad you're in last place most of the time when that starts happening. <laughs> can't and make anyone yeah, happy just, anymore. Just wild. Nobody can be happy, right? You can't make anyone happy over anything, <laughs> anything at all. But a big win for Oklahoma State, and your point is, is spot on. Uh, Bedlam on Saturday isn't going to fly under the radar the same way that I think that first matchup did in Norman right before the Super Bowl. Colby, it's so bad out there, you'd be like, guess what? I just found the cure for cancer. And the first comment would be, took you so long. <laughs> what a bum. Exactly. Exactly. Could have done this hey, five years ago. Could have used that three years ago. Yeah, well, okay, okay, sorry. I just started working on it a couple of months ago. That's, that's where we're at right now. You cannot make anyone happy with anything. Yeah, I saw one of those the other day where it was like Taylor Swift donates money to the the fund for I don't I don't remember exact it was it was know, the, the woman the who died in yes, Kansas City. hundred yeah, thousand. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And so, and, and I, I saw multiple comments that were like, "That's it." Exactly. Like what? Exactly. One thousand percent. I read a comment about the story. What was the who was the player? Was it Chris Jones that had the WWE belt that gave the kid? Or was it a different Kansas City Chief player? You know what I'm talking about. I think it was yeah. Trey Smith. I think it was Trey Smith. Okay, there was a comment on that story where the guy was like, "Hey, I gave him, I, I gave him the belt, and it helped calm him down a few moments." In what had to be an absolutely chaotic scene where people are dying and getting shot, chaotic and terrifying, and yeah. you're doing anything in that moment to just settle. And it was along the lines of comments of like, "That's all he did was give him a belt." Like. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't think this I mean, was look, a bot we, we either. We can all be guilty of of I think leaning toward the more negative side of things at, at times. Oh, but absolutely, there are certain situations where it's like if you can't check yourself in certain situations like that, like we we may have lost all hope. Well, uh, to your point, the Oklahoma State thing, we we get it. You don't think that Mike Boynton doesn't understand how much that they've underachieved this year with overall record? Of course. But yeah. under that premise, that individual that gets angry about a performance for two games in a row at the end of the season is basically saying, uh, we don't want you trying to evolve or get better at any point of the season. Since you sucked in the early stages, I want you to suck the rest of the way. So I can also complain about that. Yeah, don't give anybody arguing against me ammunition. Yeah, don't get any better. Right? Don't get any better. We know that you're trying to reach a common goal, and I would prefer that goal for you to continue to be the exact same way that you were the entire season. So that I can then also complain about the way that you were the entire way through a season. Yeah. Well, big win last night on the road, and Bedlam coming up on Saturday. We've got a lot to get to on this Thursday, including our buddy Colin Kennedy joining us in the 5 o'clock hour. So many topics of conversation today, 
And we will take our opening timeout. Along with Jeremy Poplin and Scott File, I'm Colby Daniels. Pop takes the reins next right here on the Blitz 1170. And we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.